you might want to say um, when you're at the pulpit, but, uh, you know, this is recorded, so I don't want to get calls, letters, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. So I'm going to shut it now, all right? So the, the name of the sermon I have, uh, this title for Cassie to put on, um, actually was given to me by my wife because I had a real conf- weird title on there, but uh, so she fixed it, fixed it for me. It's God's will and my happiness. Uh, lately, I see I, there's a lot of people who here who don't s- look at Facebook, and, and, and this is probably why, because there's a lot of Christians like attacking Christians or judging Christians or <coughs> just judging, judging all the time, like judge, judge, judge. It's like, uh, you know, Judge Judy on steroids or something. I don't know. Because they're worse than Judy's nicer than them. You know what I mean? She's, she's a nice lady compared to these guys. I, and I don't want to say anything and be judging myself. I just want to say for us as Christians, you know, um, we are known to be his disciples by our love for one another. So I'll leave that part there. But I don't want to say a lot of times um, we think, uh, at least it seems because it's the posts that we think that um, that we have a choice between um, doing what makes us happy and doing God's will. The thing is, you put God first and you're going to be happy, right? If you put God's, God first, um, the other part takes care of itself. So it's true that your, your focus, you know, necessarily shouldn't be on trying to just make yourself happy all the time. But at the same time, you're not supposed to serve God and be miserable. It's not his will for you. That's not, you know, how it's supposed to be. The good thing, too, is that when you do go through tough times and stuff like that, and you feel like you really want your face to look like it's sucking lemons, you don't have to because you can trust in the faithfulness of God, right? Because even if it seems rough, you're coming out on the other side, and it's going to be better. But I, my advice, and what I think God's will for us, is to be happy all the time, right? So it's not about making the choice to do things that make you happy so that you, and not do God's will. It's about doing God's will and then guess what? Choose to be happy. But, because happiness I think is a choice. If you look at God, you can't help but be happy. And that's the choice you have to make. Look at Jesus. Look at what he's done for you. Look at all the, the good things. And you don't have a, uh, to me, you don't have a choice but to be happy. But I guess people can, they have good strong wills and they can try real hard and not be happy when they're looking at Jesus. I mean, you know, you see people and you're like all worshiping Jesus in the worship and they're like, Try and bless me. See if you can. You know, or sleeping. That's harder because, you know, they're sleeping. I guess the word of God goes forth, right? He can do things, mighty things, even though they're not conscious. All right. So I'm going to go <laughs> to uh, the first verse is John 14, 27. Because when you know when you're saying too much, you got to go to the word of God because he says it right, right? <laughs> and his word is living and active. Um. Elijah, do you know how to make it smaller? Okay, Cassie, if you could show him, it would be great. Um, but for now, we'll just go ahead. But I just want him to know for future reference as well. Um, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. So a lot of people would say this, you know, might not seem like it has anything to do with happiness. But actually the peace word there. Um, it does mean safety and security, but you, 
it also has a connotation of prosperity because when you're safe and secure, you're prosperous. And the other thing is if you're safe and secure, you're happy, right? Because you're not concerned. You're not upset. You're not stressed out. You're not looking at the wind and the waves, but you're just dancing on top of the waves, right? Those skills nobody could see on the on the recording, but I had some dancing skills up here, guys. I want you guys to know it was it was lit, as they say these days to kids or sick or something like that. Anyway, it's not sick. It's healthy. Okay, guys, it's healthy. But they sometimes say that and think it's good. Anyway, <laughs> um, the next verse is uh, Psalms 37, 4 through 6. It says, delight yourself in the Lord. And we always use this. Everybody uses this. But then he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. And that's the part I added there was just the um, through five and six, because usually we only uh, quote number four. Uh, delight yourself in the Lord. So there's the choice right there, right? Choose to delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Okay, so you always hear me talk about rest and all that stuff like that. All the thing is, is that, and Kalani said this, I think one of his whole message was about choice, right? The choice. That's the choice. What do we choose? We choose to enter in his rest. We choose to acknowledge his finished work, right? We choose to uh, delight ourselves in the Lord. Those are the choices we can make. When you do those things, the rest of it comes together because he's already in you, right? You're not trying to like, it's not like, like Pastor Mike used to always say, because everybody talks about, you know, I'm a Christian and I should be bearing fruit. And the fruits of the Spirit are, and they name all the spirit, fruits of the Spirit. And then Pastor Mike used to say, you never walk outside and you're walking by a tree and you hear it going, bah! and a fruit comes out, right? It's like, she's trying real hard. It's not, you know, the constipated trees or whatever. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no work and effort. It's what it naturally does. That's what you naturally do. If your focus and delight is in the Lord, you naturally produce the good fruit of the Spirit because the Spirit's inside of you. It's not like you have to work at it. You don't have to, like, try your best to do it. Just choose to delight yourself in the Lord, to rest in his work, and to let him come out and be big in you. And he is big, right? He is mighty. He is more than enough, right? So when we say, hey, God, you do a great job, but I just want to add my little bit. To me, if it was me and I was, like, at work, let's say, and I'm doing a job, and everybody knows I'm the best at this job, which is all, all every job, but hey, no. And so when I'm doing this job, and then somebody comes up, and, oh, this happens all the time too, but let's not get on that. Uh, and somebody comes and tries to tell me to do the, do the job differently, and they think I'm doing it wrong or something, and they're even my supervisor. Um, oh, yeah, that happens all the time. Anyway, uh, I just do it the way they tell me to do it, even though I know it's wrong. It's funny because later on, the, their supervisor comes and tells them right in front of me that I was doing it right and they were doing it wrong. No, that's not my problem, but hey. Um, and then I go back to doing it the way I was doing it before. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I got, I had a point to that story, but now I don't know where it's at. Okay, so, <laughs> but keep a good attitude no matter what. And if somebody's trying to tell you, oh, I know what it is, God, okay, God is perfect, right? Perfect job. So how could we tell him where he needs to fix it? Okay? How could we say, God, you know, I'm going to put this little bit in because you missed it, you know? Or, you know, you got a lot of you got a lot of things on your plate, God. 
There's this little thing. I don't know if you can you can see to it. He saw to it all. Okay? He saw to it all. So choose to rest in him. Choose to say, hey, God, you know what? You're more than enough, and you put everything I need on the inside of me. I'm going to rest in you. I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to look to you. And when you do that, when you're the, the Mary in the Martha and Mary story, you know, and you're, everybody's mad at you because they're like, dude, why are you just sitting there? Get upset like me. Work like me. Do things like me. You can't just sit there. Well, the, the problem is that Mary gets up. Am I doing the right names? I'm hoping. Mary gets up, and she's more productive. Why? Because she sat at the feet of Jesus. Like Paul said, I did more than all the apostles, but not me, the grace of God in me, right? So when you sit there and you let the grace of God, you're able to do more than you could ever have done if you're just trying your best. Oh, I'm going to do my level best. And the other thing is, you can be happy. You can be happy. You don't have to be a Martha snapping at everybody. I'm working so hard for the church because I love Jesus. Now get out of here, you know? You don't have to love Jesus so hard you hate everybody else. I'm, I'm I don't know if that's a thing, but it seems like it sometimes. Um, <laughs> it's not like I can only love Jesus. I love Jesus because he's perfect, but everybody else isn't, so I can't love them. No, no. He made them perfect, and also, that's who you see, right? Paul said, I reckoned among you none of that stuff. Just Jesus and him crucified, right? That's what you look at people through, Jesus and him crucified. That's how God does it, and we're, we're like him, right? We are like him. We're not trying to be like him. We're like him because he has made us in his image. Then he rebirthed us into his family in his image, right? Psalms 126.2. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. So this is if uh, doesn't say that our mouth was full with lemon. And our tongue was dry, and we cried a lot. You know, it says, our mouth was filled with laughter, our tongue with shouts of joy. Okay? And then they said among the nations, this is the world. The world said, the Lord has done great things for them. Right? So when they see us working so hard in our own flesh or looking down or backbiting one another, does it look like they would say the Lord has done great things for them? They would say, man, no wonder I don't believe in that guy, their Lord, right? No wonder I think we're all monkeys because those guys are acting like monkeys. You know what I mean? But uh, this is the truth. The truth is that we have been blessed, so we should act like it, right? We should walk in it. We should choose to enjoy the blessing of the Lord because it's ours. It's ours. It's not like um, we're trying to get it. Even then, I'm not saying we're trying our level best to get God's blessing. God's blessing is ours. We just want to choose to receive it, to say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord God, you have blessed me. Yes, you have good plans for me. Yes. Uh, and I, I, I know I seem really weird at work, too, because sometimes I'll be sitting there at work, and I'm just doing stuff, you know, dealing with uh, some guy from Africa or some other country lately. Um, and I'm a little frustrated because I don't know what the heck he's saying. He don't know what the heck I'm saying. And uh, <coughs> some of the languages that they speak, we have a translation line, and they're not even – available or I was waiting for like an hour to get somebody on so I just started going you know like whatever just charades if you guys can't see the recording I was doing charades right now to tell these guys to ask these guys questions and then they answer back with their version which they play charades different in Africa I think but uh it but while uh 
while I'm doing that and I'm uh, experiencing uh, those, those things, sometimes God drops a word on me. <gasps> like, uh, not, you know, this is why I think God is so awesome. He's so amazing. He's so wonderful because I wasn't looking for one. I wasn't trying my level best to receive one. I will say that I do, you know, um, you know, try to be like Paul said and be uh, pray without ceasing. You know, it's like try to be conscious of his presence all the time is what that means to me. Be in an attitude of, of God and you're here, you're awesome, you're always here, you never leave kind of thing. And so dropped, it drops a word on me and then all of a sudden I just say yes out loud because if I hear from God, I don't, I want to be in agreement and I want to do it out loud. So sometimes people probably look at me like, why is he saying yes all of a sudden? The African guy says something to him? Well, what happened? You know, but um, I say that to say that, that that's our part. That's our part. We say yes to God. We say yes. Just like we chose Je- to, to, to um, say, yes, Jesus, you're enough for my sins. Yes, I can trust you, and I don't have to trust my works. I can trust your work, your finished work at the cross. So I just want to reiterate that. Choose to say yes to God, and this is what happens. The result is that you have your mouth filled with laughter, your tongue shouts of joy, and the people around you know that there has to be something different about you. The first thing they knowed, uh, knew knowed, the first thing they knew about the disciples was that those guys were uneducated, right? That the first thing they said, these guys are uneducated. But then what's the second thing they said? But it's amazing because all the stuff they're saying, because they were with Jesus. They knew that they were with Jesus by all the awesome stuff they were saying, right? In each their own language because they were speaking in, in each their own language, but even though they didn't know those languages. So basically they were saying, hey, these guys don't know my language, but they're speaking in it, and they were with Jesus, right? So we want people to say, hey, they were with Jesus. Actually, it's better for them to say Jesus is with them and in them, right? Instead of, I don't like talking to that guy because he's mean. And he's always upset. Luke six twenty one. Blessed are you, who are hungry now, for you shall be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. And the reason why I put this here is because even if you're going through, you shall be satisfied. So if you're going through, if you feel lack, if right now it seems that you don't have enough, you're not going to make it, And like Pastor Mike used to say, you picture yourself selling pencils in front of Walmart or something or have a sign, we'll work for food, whatever. Even when those times come that you think that way, because usually we're not even even in that bad of a situation, but we start to think that way when it comes. You shall be satisfied. And blessed are those who who weep now, for you shall laugh. So To reiterate the whole, the whole, um, just of what I'm trying to say is, put God first, and happiness follows. Right? You don't. They're not. Um, they're not at war with each other. It's not like, put God first, be unhappy. That's not the way it is. If you try to put your happiness first, yeah, that's going to be a problem because your eyes are in the wrong place. Right? How can you go forward? That's like trying to walk through a door. Oh, it's doing an augie. You should call it doing an augie, right? Trying to walk while you're watching TV. Boop! She just hits the wall all the time, man. Because she does that. She cannot walk through a room. If there's a TV on, she cannot walk through without watching it. doesn't matter. Boom! She just, don't do that. 
Look at Jesus because he's ahead of you, ahead of you. He is ahead of you, Jesus. So if you're looking at him, you can see clearly to go straight through everything you need to go through. Um, and you don't have to hit walls and your parents don't have to explain why you have all kinds of bumps on your heads and all kinds of weird stuff going on because you decided to watch TV and walk at the same time. Okay? And that's so that choose. Oh, the second the second point, choose happiness. Because even if you follow God and He provides you with everything you need to be happy, sometimes we just make the choice to be upset or to feel sad or to let what other people are doing affect us. Uh, I didn't really go into that too much, but I would say this. Um, <coughs> when I was uh, exhorting during the um, worship, I said that nothing can separate us from God's love, and it doesn't matter what people say, right? So it does matter what people say if you let it. So that's another choice. You choose. Don't Don't let what people say matter to you as much as what God has said, because God has said only good things about you, right? And you can let it matter in the sense that you care for them and you're concerned for them because Jesus loves them too in order for you to bless them. But don't let it decide your worth, your value, or your happiness because that's not up to them. That's not unless you give them the power, and that's that's your choice. And then um, I guess the last uh, point I wanted to make sure you guys get from that too is that when you're following, when you put God first and when you're happy, when you choose to be happy because God has given you everything you need to be happy. And some of the things God gave you to be happy, you haven't seen yet. But it doesn't mean you don't have them. They're yours. So you have them. So he's given them. But then so the last part is um, let everybody see it. They're happy, right? Let everybody see that Jesus is worth worshiping. That um, that Jesus saved you. That you have a testimony. It's the good news, right? That's what we're supposed to do. Give our testimony and it's good news. If your testimony is bad news, that's probably just a moaning. It's not a testimony. It's just moaning and that's not what they need to hear, okay? So, I love you guys. Thank you so much. Have a glorious day.